When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots to talk about, as always. Delighted to be joined this morning by uh, Candice Holdsworth, who's a writer and commentator, who's um, freshly back from South Africa. So, hey, but, but this is a bit of a shock to the system, oh, yes. this weather. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Not used to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll cope. We'll put the heating on in the studio. We'll be OK. Um, God, I really want to start with the Netflix documentary, but because I like my listeners and my viewers so much, I'm not going to. Uh, we're going to talk about stuff that's actually going to affect real people in their real lives, as opposed to silly rich people moaning about how terrible their lives are when they've really got no nothing to moan about at all. I don't know who I could possibly be talking about. Um, let's talk about um, getting home for Christmas. Um, December 2020, Christmas pretty much banned for large parts of the country. Um yeah, look, I swanned off abroad. I, I was on the last, I was kind of in Hanoi sort of level, you know, last last plane out of the country sort of territory when Boris Johnson announced tier four for the London area. But large parts of the country, you're not allowed to travel, go anywhere at all. I certainly know all of my family members, they all had Christmas separately and then sort of zoomed into each other uh, where they all lived in London. Um, last year as well, lots of families been planning a family Christmas, but then we've had Omicron on the rise and there was a lot of concern, wasn't there? People just very wary, particularly with elderly relatives um, and, uh, and and people just sort of just sort of avoiding Christmas. This year, oh, we can finally have Christmas. Oh, no, we've got a cost of living crisis and people are terrified. Well, let's all go and spend Christmas at one person's house and just put the heating on in one place might be the solution. But lots of fa- people are not going to be able to see their family members this Christmas because of these rail strikes. They already planned on the 13th and 14th of December and on the 16th and 17th and then going on um, as well um, uh, all the way through in January as well. But it would be basically from the 12th to the 18th. And you think, well, that's all right. You can go away for Christmas. No, uh, as a result of the latest payoff of being rejected by the RMT union, uh, we're now looking at strikes that start on the 24th of December, early in the morning, going right through to the 27th of December. So that means really 23rd to the 28th, because it's always on either side that lots of trains are affected. Millions of people are just not going to be able to travel. What do you make of that decision? I think this is the only leverage they really have doing it over Christmas. I think working from home has really blunted these rail strikes and announcing it over Christmas is the first time that they actually might make people squeeze and think, oh no. But I just wonder how the government's going to deal with this. I mean, they're so Mm. far using tough talk of bringing in laws, but I don't know because no one's able to get back to normal. Like you say, we've just had abnormal 
normal Christmases now for a couple of years. Everyone just wants to have a normal one this year and they're not going to be able to. No, indeed. I, I think there's a very big difference between upsetting commuters and, as you say, most people, not most people who use the trains now, do have an alternative. Um, they are they're often able to work from home um, and, uh, and just can, you know, can ignore it. Uh, but realistically, a lot of the people who are travelling... I don't think anyone's travelling by rail over the Christmas period through choice. No. Put it that way. Yes. Um, I mean, as a general rule, you know, if you're backing up the car, you've got the present things, it's much easier to go by a car. People are largely travelling by rail because they haven't got the option of a car or it's too long a journey. And, you know, a coach journey would be eight hours, you know, the other side of the country or whatever. Um, and so and so people are often, and it's often, you know, it's students going home for Christmas and things like that. Um, and people who just want to sort of see, as we all you know, I you know, come from a broken family, where, you, you know, people are actually visiting different members of the family over that Christmas yeah. period. Well, that's all going to be off. And we're used to the fact that there aren't any trains on. On Christmas Day and very few, I think Boxing Day even as well. Um, but this, I, I think there's a really big qualitative difference here between a you know rail strike which affects people going about their daily business, their work. But but and, and they've been doing weekends. They've been deliberately doing weekends as well because they know that affects more people because trains are busier at weekends now. But basically, this is a war on a family Christmas. Do you think that this will change how the public views the strikers because they've had? quite a lot of support until now. It's a really good point because I found myself vacillating because I know that there are cost of living pressures and maybe we all need to be a bit more hard-nosed about getting paid, which the union bosses are, but this is really impacting ordinary people. Ordinary mm. people are also feeling these pressures. Well, they'll say they are ordinary people. Yes, they are. They are. They are. And but, there's, but there's a difference. If you, you know, lots of other people, they don't have the power of, of, of you know, railway strikers. And, and again, it's things like nurses going on strike as well. You do wonder whether one of my guests, a former NHS um, trust chairman, said yesterday um, that you know, the government's probably hoping that they're not gunning for a war with the nurses. That would be insane. But at the point when people have operations cancelled or we do actually see, and we will, I'm sorry, we will see an impact on care that will actually lead to a death. We will. We're already seeing that from ambulance delays. Um, and, and in fact, we're seeing, what, what 500 deaths a week from, from delays already. Um, the, that actually the public will, will turn on these strikers. Do you think the, the government might have a long wait for that? At the moment, yes. I just haven't seen any real negative attitude towards the strikes. Historically, that's happened in the yeah. past, where it's just gotten over the top, where there's just rubbish piling up in the streets, and people just think, no more of this, we want no more of this. Mm. But right now, no. Mick Lynch actually seems to be a bit of a folk hero, actually. People yeah. quite like him. They oh, like he's a the great communicator. Yes. Well, wouldn't you all, wouldn't everybody like to be in a union that was led by Mick Lynch? Yes. I mean, they're fantastic for their members yes. in that sense. My only worry is, though, for them, is that you know they lost a load of business over over, over long lockdowns people didn't uh, they had to be bailed out to the tune by you and us by six billion quid thank you very much still don't understand that it's a perfectly fair point with the uh, rail unions how these these rail operating companies have made a profit if you had to be bailed out by us how have you made a profit and been able to pay hundreds of millions to your shareholders exactly. but then you can't pay their workers i mean i'm sorry that's i don't have much sympathy for people who are on sort of you know i mean is as left representing the rail drive the drain drivers but they're on 65k i mean I'm sure you do need training to be a train driver, but with all due respect, I mean, you're being paid more than most, you know, if someone goes, if, if you have an operation in a hospital, the odds are the person operating you is being paid less than a train driver who got you there. Just saying, does that seem right to you? It doesn't seem right to me. Um, but yeah, we are, we are in, we are in very strange territory there, aren't we? Um, but I, yeah, I do, I do think that people are going to change their tune on this. They're, they're yeah, good for you until it affects them. People don't mind a railway strike when they, most people don't get a train from one year to the next. 
Yes, well, also from working from home as well. People just aren't really feeling it, right? Yeah. It's not hitting people yet. The Christmas period might hit people yeah. a bit harder. Absolutely. Well, in terms of what's going to hit us all hard, uh, tomorrow. Uh, is it tomorrow? I've lost track. No, no, it's for Thursday, isn't it? The Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary. Six hours of the top. I mean, what's worse than what's worse than six hours, seven hours of the documentary? Um, and we've already seen a trailer. In fact, shall we? Can we play a little bit of the trailer just to get you in the mood? You know, you can just you know, pop off and put the kettle on if you don't want to hear or see this. But um, their second Netflix trailer has turned out to be more controversial than even the first one. Let's have a little watch and a listen. It's really hard to look back on it now and go, what on earth happened? You hear that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world. She's becoming a royal rock star. And then... Everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories. There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's agendas. It's about hatred. It's about race. It's a dirty game pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution, this feeding frenzy. I realized they're never going to protect you. I was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself. No one knows the full truth. We know the full truth. Well, do we know the full truth? That is the question um, after watching that documentary. I mean, what a trailer. What a, I mean, th- they know what they're doing here. Everything changed. There was a hierarchy in this institution. Yeah, it's the royal family. You're the spare, mate. That's how it works. That's the deal. Unfair, but that's the deal. A, a war against Meghan, a dirty game. Talk about the pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution. What do you make of it? I think it's all becoming horribly one-sided. We're just hearing their side of the story and they know Kate and William can't reply. Well, they can reply. But they won't. There's no way they will. They won't engage in that. Otherwise, they'll be playing their game as well because this is what Harry and Meghan want. They want this oppositional adversarial narrative to take hold. And so far, they're winning. What, what, what's in it for them? I mean, I do worry there is, particularly with women, I mean, Meghan is loving, there is this whole victimhood thing. I mean, Harry clearly has quite a lot of that in him as well. But this game, this war against Meghan, this idea everything changed. Oh, it was, she was greeted with love and joy. but She was. There were, there were crowds lining the road. The, the media was absolutely all over her absolutely loving her um and the thing is what changed well what changed was we just learned that she couldn't keep a member of staff for more than about a month because she she was uh, frankly so difficult to work for and and then and the briefings i mean but it, but we're, we're led to believe this is all just a nasty a nasty attack on this poor victim of a woman and it's probably motivated by misogyny and, and racism as well yeah we're not hearing the other side of the story at all i mean all these stories about the employees being mistreated those have just been quietly ignored and shuffled away and aren't addressed at all and it's all just about them being victims and everybody being mean to them and that is obviously not true there's more to this than that but also at a time when people i mean there's a story later today you know in the show about um but parents having to water down baby formula because they can't afford it's gone up in price by 20 percent um and you've got harry and megan living in a what a 15 million dollar montecito mansion in in california going on private jets getting an award for goodness knows what later today i mean moaning about their lives i mean it's obscene do one yeah
it really is obscene, isn't it? But also talk about the uh, the pictures that have been used, some of the video footage, which they claim to be all about the intrusion. And actually, at, at least four occasions, you know, it's, there are pictures from other events like a Harry Potter premiere and things like that. It just they are on very, very shaky ground. I have a very horrible feeling they're going to live to regret this in the same way the Oprah Winfrey interview was pulled apart inch by inch. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.